Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Oh, welcome to Drinking, Drinking Bros. Bros. Welcome to Las Vegas. We're we're at game two outside the stadium of the uh, Golden Knights game. I'm I'm with Dan from uh, Launch Code BRCC fame. How do you feel tonight, Dan? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, that was a close game, game one. Back and forth the whole game. It was nice, and uh, people are really riding the Vegas Golden Knights wave here. Six it's, four. It's exciting. Yeah, I mean that. Up until that last empty netter, yeah. I was still kind of clenching my fists a little bit. Like, Same, wow. man. Uh, I was at game one. You're going to game two tonight. Yep. yep. Um, that was one of the craziest games ever. I think it was the highest scoring what, finals game. In, in, uh, it wasn't the highest scoring finals game, but it was the most lead changes uh, gotcha. of any game in history. Yeah, that was fucking yeah. gnarly it across was great. the board. I've never been to a game. Black Rifle Coffee, which is our, our obviously our chief sponsor, um, is the sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights. So you've probably been to how many of these games? Oh, I don't know. I've lost count at this point. But really? it's, to be honest, I've been to regular season and playoff games now for the whole season since uh, since November. And uh, No shit. Did you go to the opener? No, I wasn't able to go to the opener, unfortunately. But um, every game I've been to, like the crowd that you experience, it's yeah. the same every time. People are crazy here. Really? No and it's, shit. It's... I've never been to another professional sports game in Vegas because this is the first team other than minor league teams. But you can tell that the people have been wanting this for a long time. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, look, we're, you know, two hours away. There's a goddamn cover band yeah. wailing back there. Yeah. We were going from Journey to I don't I don't know what this is. Come I don't sail know. away. Come, yeah. One of the Drinky Bros will be able to identify this song. But I'm a big fan of yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, it's great. I mean, if you... Uh, the overhead shots of the plaza area out in front of T-Mobile Arena on, on Monday were incredible. I mean, there were like thousands of people. You couldn't even see the ground. There were so many people there. There was thousands of people outside the stadium yeah. just watching the game on the, on the big uh, screen, like, like yeah. a jumbo yeah. And I was like, holy yep. shit. And there's other watch parties, like at the D Hotel at the Las Vegas Event Center or whatever. They yeah, have yeah. probably another 10,000 over there watching the games, too. Get the too. fuck out of here. Yeah. Man, and it's there's crazy. A, there's a club inside the stadium with a DJ. Yep. Um, I think it's called Hyde Hyde Lounge. Yeah, it's like a, it looks kind of like the front of a battleship or some shit. Yeah. You can see it from yeah, from yeah. the stadium. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's amazing. And so it's can, loud as fuck in that building too. Oh, dude, it's crazy. I mean, because you can take ecstasy, rage, yep. and then just happen to watch the Stanley. Stanley yeah, you Cup can game you could wander into a Stanley Cup finals watch party anywhere in vegas right now if you oh, wanted yeah, to yeah sure i'm just, look i'm going to yeah after this whole fucking shit yeah. is over good luck by the way <laughs> i mean just making it out alive yeah yeah uh we are live at uh, nine fine irishmen too right on the strip uh, we got some irish car bombs coming on the way nice nice um and your girlfriend's got she's got what chicken is it chicken Chick purse, purse chicken. chicken i've got a yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So shit's about to get wild. Miss Michelle Young, you can find her on Instagram. She is in prep for a competition right now, and she's eating lean chicken. You outkicked your coverage on this one. Oh yeah, you know I'm that, right? punching way above my weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. How long you guys been dating? Uh, several months now. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. We we were kind of uh, you know low key about it. 
That's Your true. first date was a hockey game. Our first game. official date. That's when we first met. It was a hockey game. It wasn't yeah. a date. Yeah, gotcha. it was a date to me though. Oh yeah. Of In course. my head, we were on a date yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. time. It's just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Why is he uh, interlocking his fingers with mine? Like, I don't understand. We were just supposed to go see a hockey game together, yeah. but yeah, he's well, really holding my hands. Hey, you know what? It worked out for me. So it really did. If you, I'm just saying, my plan may have been weird, but it worked. If it's dumb and it works, is it really dumb? So that's the question yeah. you need to ask yourself. Uh, the other question that you need to ask yourself is uh, who the sponsors are tonight. We've got a we've got a whole bevy of sponsors. First and foremost, Black Rifle Coffee. That's your company. Yep, Black Rifle Coffee. We are a premium small batch roast order coffee company, and our new tagline that we've been working with, and we really believe in this, is that we serve coffee and culture to those who love America. That's our big thing now. I've, I've got my own tagline for Black Rifle. It's called Grab Life by the Beans. <laughs> oh, um, I like that. Yeah. I did too. By the Beans, yeah. I, that's, that's what a I shirt. say in Ross Patch Revolution. That's a t-shirt. Yeah, that's what I say in Ross Patch Revolution. <laughs> I'm trying to get that to catch on. Yeah. Um, well, and I like how we're talking about Black Rifle Coffee and somebody just strikes up poison. Every yeah. Rose has hey, you thorn. know what? That's Vegas for you. It's Vegas. You never know when a poison cover band is going to pop up and just be like, ah, oh, fuck it. A little every rose has its thorn. And, it does. And, and that's truer words have never been spoken either. No. Uh, rest in peace, Brett Michaels. I'm kidding. He's <laughs> Wait, still is he, alive. Is he dead? He's still alive. <laughs> I don't he think anybody be, would know this. Yeah. Yeah. He, he should be dead. <laughs> Go to blackriflecoffee.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for a one-time use of 20% off. Uh, Dan's probably getting married soon, so he's going to need that money at Black yeah, Rifle Coffee yeah, please, for that wedding. Yeah, please, folks, please, for the love of God. Just buy, just buy some fucking coffee. He's going to need it for the wedding. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got a little company called StrikeForceEnergy.com. A lot of people say that I'm on it all the time, um, and you're probably right. Probably right in that assumption. I like Strikeforce. I like Sean. The guys are great. I like what they do. First-class organization Absolutely. across the board. Sean Matson, dude, that motherfucker is down for whatever. Yeah. Shipping out free sa samples, T-shirts, yep. all that stuff to people. Uh, good dudes, great company, great product. They got four amazing flavors. Talking about original, lemon, orange, and make America grape again. Comes in a 10-pack, 40-pack, and a 750-milliliter bottle. That you can rest on your bar top or countertop and just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts and, boom, and boom. go. That shit lasts longer than five hours, too. Which oh, is yeah, awesome. big time. It's And there's no crash. It's great. No, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, Go to I'll, StrikeForceEnergy.com. They ship everywhere in the entire world. And the promo code of Drinking Bros for 20% off is good every time. And if every you're on the East time. Coast, check them out at 7-Eleven, too. They're in a bunch of those now. They're everywhere. Yeah. Those guys are fucking everywhere. Uh, next up, we've got GhostBed.com. You, you I've got two bed? ghost beds in my house right now. Yeah, you, say you I have may two love on a ghost bed. Oh, yeah. It's amazing, I've, right? Yes, it is amazing. It yep. feels like you're getting wrapped up by Swayze. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're you, having sex on a ghost bed. <laughs> you're talking about the ghost scene, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. So I, you, <laughs> I actually believe uh, we tried to talk Matt and Evan into recreating that scene one time. Yeah, I, th I, I, there was a video. We right? did something. Yeah, I can't remember, but you should go look for that. Go look in our YouTube history and see if you can find that, guys. I, I will, I will. Michelle, if that waitress comes out here. You tell her two Irish car bombs to really get shit kicked off. <laughs> um, it's on the big guy. It's on the fucking big guy. Uh, go to, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. It'll be the best sex of your life. Um, yes, she said she can confirm it. Nice. So uh, we have confirmation from a real live woman 
that the sex <laughs> on a ghost bed is fucking incredible. Um, it's like exhuming Patrick Swayze, bringing him back to life, and then fucking him on the on the bed. And the sponsors love it when I talk like this. Oh yeah, they love it. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now they're running deals of a. Uh, it's $100 off a mattress and two free pillows. Yep. Um, and they also get a Craftmatic adjustable bed and all that shit. And if you buy a bundle package, I think it's like $400 off, which is almost like stealing it. And they got a pay-as-you-go plan, which is nice. Uh, next up, we got Grill Your Ass Off. Um, have you? Are you a big beef jerky guy? I love beef jerky, yeah. And I and I do a lot of meal prepping, too. Those guys really come in handy, man. I Fuck. Mean, the, I do. The, I've been gunning through bags of it. Yeah, I feel like the biggest problem that people run into when they're trying to do a meal prep or eat clean is uh, they get tired of the same food every day. But when you can switch the yeah. flavors up like that, you can just have a whole shelf full of spices. It's, it yeah, helps. Yeah, man. It really helps. Um, go to grillyourassoff.com. Try their jerky. It's at, at look, ass eating season's over. It's time for grilling season. So mm-hmm. uh, they got some of the best chicken and steak seasonings. And uh, Crispy's got a, a seasoning. Habanero yep. is what it's called, which that is that is a Mexican flair I just gave you. Uh, yeah. Go to grillyourassoff.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros for 15% off. Uh, next up, and I, and I believe this is last, we're talking about grenadesoap.com. Uh, bar soap. Made with real gunpowder. Yes, it so is. You know yeah, it's so good. Have you used it? I have. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I love it. It's got a great smell. It really does. It's got a really great. I, I call it a stench. It's got a really nice. I'm not sure stench, stench is the word they want us to use. Probably. Wow. Musk, maybe. I like it. I, <laughs> it's good. Whatever it is, I wear it all. It stays. Yeah, it stays on you for yeah. sure. Yeah. And my and my son likes it. He's four years old. Washes himself with it because it's grenade and he yeah. loves it. But they got a bunch of uh, dope ass grooming products uh, for the bathtub for men. Go to fucking grenadesoap.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros for twenty percent off. Tell them Ross sent you. I'm kidding. It's on. It's on the computer. You re- you really can't uh, tell anybody that I sent you anywhere. You can yell at your computer and tell them I didn't. Yeah, do that. Uh, you're a hockey guy, right? I am. You, how long did you play hockey? Um, I played as a kid, but I've been following it since I was ten or eleven years old. I no grew up shit. in the South, so there's no teams really down there, right? Right. I mean, Atlanta's had a couple of failed franchises, but... Um, Where are you from originally? South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I grew up a Braves fan, obviously, and yeah. you and I can you share that. To. Yeah. Uh, but... Falcons? Uh, not so much football. Never really cared that much about it. All I right. mean, I care about it. I just never had a team, per se. I mean, I, I watch it religiously. Uh, but anyways... Did you, go to, did you play uh, college hockey at all? No, I played baseball. You did? Yeah, but not. I played uh, not in college. I played while I was in college, but I didn't play for a college. Gotcha. Right? So I, the school I went to didn't have a baseball team. I'm a nerd. Where'd you go to but school? But I played baseball. Uh, well, the first one was a religious seminary, believe it or not. We up. can get into that on a later episode yeah, of Drinking yeah, yeah. Bros for sure. Uh, Holmes Bible College. It's oh, in big South fan Carolina. of all, all of their stuff that oh, they yeah. got going <laughs> yeah. on there. Yeah, they're not a D1 school. So, uh, so you were a Bible beater for a little bit? Uh, no, just curious curious about yeah. god about religion oh really yeah about jesus um let me ask you this you think jesus is really blonde and blue-eyed oh for sure he's definitely white yeah <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> it's a palestinian guy right it's crazy it's, i know it's almost crazy right yeah it is when you break it down and you're like hey somebody did a study um of what jesus would probably actually look like yeah um back in the day and they were saying between five 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 seven uh, that's small huh yeah wow because just just because of how, how short people were in the Middle East yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah. And um, and they also, you know, 
deep brown skin. I don't know where the blonde blue eyes came from. I don't. I mean, who knows? Crazy, right? Who knows? Crazy. So what happened after you get out of Bible school? Where'd you go? Um, I went to a computer school for a while after that, got another degree, and then I went to the Army, the 82nd Airborne. No shit. And you, and you served with Derek Wyda and uh, Yeah, we were in uh, Bravo Company 2325 AIR, Airborne Infantry Regiment, together. And Jared Taylor, too, right? Jared was in uh, the 14th ASOS there at Fort Bragg. So okay. he was our uh, JTAC when we deployed. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and how long were you in for? Five years. Five long. years? No yeah, shit. It's too long. But not, not as long as a lot of people. Yeah. I just got tired of it. And then how would you get hooked up with Black Rifle Coffee? Uh, just Jared. I mean, I went to school again, got a master's degree, and was working for the government at Homeland Security, and that shit sucks. So Jared was like, hey, you guys should come out here and work for us. Um, was doing, like, intelligence, big data stuff. Yeah. And uh, Evan, I met him with SHOT Show one year, and he's like, hey, what you're doing is really similar to what we're doing here. Why don't you just come apply your trade over here? So that's what I do now. That's dope. Yeah. This is, like, the best job on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is fucking it, – like, I mean, it's a joke. We work long hours. Yeah, we, yeah, you guys do work long hours. Because every time I'm out there, shit, you're one of the last people to leave. Yeah, but we – I mean, I'm working with my friends every day. You know, guys that I respect, guys that work as hard as I do for once. Like, you don't get that in the government. No, you don't. Uh, so it's it's nice to be able to walk into a place like Black Rifle that has good values and also where everybody is c as dedicated as you are. Just the culture is great, man. I love it. And as a diehard sports guy, how amazing is it that your company sponsors? I mean, shit, I saw, I saw you guys on a NASCAR over the weekend. Yeah, and uh, you guys are the, the Dale, Vegas Golden Dale Knights. Er Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s nephew, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I think that's the relation. Yeah, we sponsor the Golden Knights. We're uh, sponsoring the UFC Contender Series now. Starting Shut on, the fuck yeah. up. Tell the audience about that. So, on basically, what happens is Dana White uh, and a lot of you guys have probably heard about it before, but it's on Fight Pass UFC. Uh, they're not a sponsor of us, by the way, at Drinking Bros. But anyways. Uh, that's that's not a hint for them to sponsor us. Right? <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, we uh, Dana White and Matt Sarah and uh, a couple other guys go out to these small amateur fights and try to find talent. Um, they see guys that are promising, bring them back and put them on the contender series. And some of the guys in the contender series have actually fought in the UFC before. They're just trying to get back in or whatever the case is. So it's it's uh, it's a great series. Uh, I think they're going to have eight episodes this year starting on June 12th. And you'll see, June 12th. Yeah, you'll see our stuff all over the place there. Um, I'm amped. Where's that airing? Is that on ESPN? It's on Fight Pass. Oh, it is on Fight Pass. Yeah. Okay. Because I know uh, UFC just signed a huge deal with yeah, ESPN. Yeah, $1.5 yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they took all the rights. They Fox didn't the keep thing, anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious if that'll shift over to ESPN afterwards. Because I, I love that show, man. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, The Contender's a great show. Just seeing Fucking awesome. Like, uh, the stories behind the guys coming up, because that's the stuff people want to see. Uh, if you look back at some of Black Rifle's content from the fall last year, like the It's Who We Are series, we're talking about our employees that are veterans and their journey from 
you know, the military to where they are now with Black Rifle. People like to see those human interest stories. That, like, I'm a person. I want to hear about other people and what they went through to get where they're going. Right. That's the stuff that I want to hear about, right, as a person. So that's the kind of content we try to put out. And that's what UFC is doing with the Contender Series. It's not just about the ultimate fighter where it's a reality show. And there's there's not that that's not a great show. It's always I've always loved this show. But uh, with the Contender Series, it's the human element, right? So you're, you're looking at the person, the struggle they've gone through, and somebody on that show is going to get a big-ass opportunity to be oh, part yeah. of I one mean, of the best sports organizations their ever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's great. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Uh, are you going opening to the opening night? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be there. And it's it's a really small crowd, so it's at the um, the UFC Performance Institute here in Vegas, right, right. down the road. And uh, they have an octagon upstairs where the fighters will be and uh, the, the crew and staff and stuff. And then there's a viewing gallery right there. But it's a really small crowd, very intimate scene. And it's like it's really a scouting opportunity right. for these top-level UFC guys to find new talent. It's great. It's who amazing. Are the who are the coaches this year? I'm not sure about that yet. I'm not they sure. They haven't announced it? I don't know if they uh, – I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, because usually, uh, I, I believe in years past, you know, the two coaches end up fighting after it's over, right? Uh, that's been the case with Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Right? I don't know if they're doing that with Contender or gotcha. not. Gotcha. We'll see. I, I'll have to check on that, but that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd be curious to see who it is. Yeah. I mean, I know, uh, I know, obviously, Dana at the top level, but Matt Sarah's been pretty deeply involved in uh, talent development acquisition and stuff. So he, he may play some role there as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let and me you ask know, you this. From the, from the podcast back in uh, January, you know, Forrest is kind of running their, their performance Griffin, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he may have something to do with it as well. I don't know. That'd be dope. He's yeah. a rad guy. He was on the show, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, with TJ, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, he's, he's hilarious, actually. He is so I funny. I was fucking with him all night. Yeah. You were big time. <laughs> it was great. I kept saying, remember when you lost and you were crying? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, really getting into it with him. Well, I, I really like what he had to say about that, though. The whole part about um, how much it meant to him to care that much about succeeding. Like you oh, saw yeah, just yeah. raw emotion out there. And that's what that's what you see with a contender series. So these guys, um, what you're hearing right now, folks, is the uh, the Golden Knights parade pregame. Yeah, so we've got the, uh, the the entire marching band rolling by from the Golden Knights as we speak yeah, right it's now. Basically, a second line. And these guys are in the stadium. They go inside yep. the stadium in the arena and they play throughout the game. Yep. Um, it's pretty wild. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Since we're talking about UFC, uh, let me ask you this: You think that McGregor Khabib fight's gonna happen? Did you say when do I think it's gonna happen? No. Do you think it? Oh it, yeah, it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's I, absolutely gonna happen. So. We've, I think so. We all we've all heard about McGregor's recent troubles uh, and his the way like his lifestyle in general and how much that probably costs. He's he's gonna want to one stay relevant and two get another big payoff. Right? Yeah. But I think uh, and you and I were talking about this yesterday. I think UFC is in a pretty good bargaining position right now with all of that. Oh yeah. I mean, look, because you know I think like nine people got hurt on that, that bus accident yeah. where he chucked that fucking gate through the thing. So, you know, if you're asking me personally, I, I think he's going to walk into those negotiations and say, look, Dana, take care of my lawsuits. Yeah. 
and uh, and we're good to go, and I'll come back and fight. Because when he comes back, he's going to be bigger than ever. I mean, he's a fucking folk hero after that McGregor yeah, fight. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's uh, Mayweather yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to... He's gotten to the point now. Do you remember in, uh, and I don't mean to compare him to the, to, to the greatest of all time or anything, but you remember in 96 when Jordan came back and he started getting those $33 million a year contracts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, what the fuck? Because everybody else, even the top guys, were making like $7, 8000000 million. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Jordan's making 33 Because of his, like you said, folk status, McGregor has reached that level where he... Just because they know he's a sure thing with regard to pay-per-view sales and ticket sales and stuff, they're going to pay him money. Oh, yeah. Right? And he's one of those people, like, after that Mayweather fight, he's transcended sports where, like, yeah. I, to me, he's the biggest athlete on the planet, and I can't imagine what the pay-per-view numbers would be for Khabib versus McGregor. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it's going to be big. Chart. It's going to be big. Um I mean, what did they rake in for Mayweather McGregor? I know, I know McGregor pulled in like a 110. He got 110 million for it. I, I think Mayweather got 300 million. Yeah, it was, and that's their, that's their payoff. So you can imagine what the promoters made and the networks made. Right? Uh, I can't, I, mean, I can't even imagine. I'm sure it's in the disgusting. billions. It's in the billions, right? For one event. Yeah, one one fight I mean, was uh, you know probably 2.5 billion. Yeah somewhere in there uh, worldwide where you know and you're looking at ticket sales and all that other shit like yeah. uh, and it was here at uh, T-Mobile Arena yeah, sure was yeah yeah uh, by the way can't understate how fucking or overstate I guess how, how great that stadium is there is not a bad seat in the house no if you're in the last row of that place yeah. you're good to go like it is incredible the way they built it Looking straight down, it feels like uh, it's like a coliseum almost. Yes, yeah. It feels like you're watching a gladiator yeah. fight. It's great, and they really play. It's it's funny you say that because of the opening scenes that the knights do, like the pregame stuff. I mean, it's all kind of like knight based, for lack of a better phrase, but it kind of has that feel of gladiatorial combat. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Really cool. I mean, it makes it makes hockey so much more exciting. The whole shit of their setup, it makes it feel like a. a like a Hollywood movie, like a production. It's really Vegas, right? It's as like Vegas as you can show get. And the I mean, 3D, a, yeah. the, the, the pregame is a half hour. Yeah. Fucking nights yeah. dropping down from around, the ceiling yeah. on wires. It's like a medieval times. Yeah. It's like a medieval it is, times yeah. restaurant. That's a good comparison. Mixed with a hockey man. And you're like, all right, cool. I mean, the other guy, oh, I will kill you. And yeah. This is, this, you're going to die. Um, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, like, it was great. Uh, all the way around, and it was—it's so Vegas that you're like, man, you can't get any more Vegas. Well, than that's this. the thing—you're inside an arena, so you can kind of forget what city you're in. But then you see that shit, and you're like, wow, this is Las Vegas. I am yeah. in Las Vegas. I know that for a fact now. Which is really funny because the team owner, Bill Foley, who uh, we've had on Launch Code before, actually, he went to the—he uh, went to West Point. He's an Air Force officer. Yeah. Um, owned Fidelity Insurance. Uh, he's he's not that Vegas guy, obviously. Sure. Never has been, but he, he's really taken this team and embraced the city. I keep in mind that the Vegas shootings in October happened just days before their first home game. Here, right. Right. So they had to, and I'm really good friends with all the guys at the team, and they really had to like rework their whole 
performance. Like they're opening the salute to the troops, all that stuff. They did just a couple of days to get ready for the city, and the city has just been behind them the whole rest of the way. It's been really crazy. Like every game they recognize somebody from the shooting, like some first responder or civilian that helped out with stuff or something like that, every single game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I love how the owner embraced the city, yep. what people expect to come and see because yeah. it's uh you know you come to vegas and you want to see these fucking shows and all this yeah. shit they made it feel like that so that you know I, I think the franchise can be successful forever where it's like you're going to see a show yeah so when you come into town as yep. a tourist or you know somebody like me who rolls in three or four times a year fuck man after seeing how fun it was yeah. like i'll come back in a of second course, yeah and, and they, i mean they've been mic'd up it seems like they mic'd up the the players and the ice where when you when the stick hits the puck it's loud as shit yeah i can't tell if it's loud the acoustics in the arena or if it's mic'd I, up i think or it's something. mic'd up maybe and it's it's, it's amazing loud. yeah it's yeah. really loud it's amazing and they've also done a good job of integrating you know because the people who live here in vegas like how many how many vegas shows do you think derek white has been to Oh, boy. I'm guessing zero, probably, because yeah. he doesn't give a fuck about that. Yeah. But even with that fact and what the Golden Knights have done with their entertainment part, um, still, I think 80, 80, 85% of the season ticket holders are Clark County residents. Right? Really? You, No one thought that was going to happen in Las no. Vegas. No one thought that was going to happen. And they didn't, to, to my knowledge, they didn't do that on purpose. It just happened that way. People fucking love this team. It's great. And they man. have since the beginning. The only thing I worry about with them is like, dude, if they if they win the Stanley Cup and they're up, look, they're up one zero, in your first year as an expansion team, like yeah. you're gonna be expecting that every year. I and know, and right? if they have a shitty team, yeah. will that fan base fall off? Uh, is my question. Because I was at a dinner last night and uh, there was a couple next to me that was talking about it. they had bought season tickets and yeah. uh, there was like a one year a three year a five year deal and it, yep. you know it obviously got cheaper with whatever but they were like man we're super spoiled with everything that's going on yep. and our biggest fear is that people aren't going to show uh, after that well look at that we got the Irish car bombs out here what's your name Patty Patty how long have you worked at, at, at Nine Fine Irishmen since day one here it's been about 15 years we've been open get out of here this is one of my favorite bars on the strip. We're doing an interview before the hockey game, and uh, we're excited to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. We're excited to have you. <laughs> Thanks, Patty. Uh, cheers. Cheers. We're going to do this one for Patty, 15 years. She said 15 years? 15, oh, one shit. five. We're going to thank Patty for her, her service, her, her waitress service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cheers, buddy. Whoop, down the hatch. Here they go. Boom. For the record, I beat you, Dan. So, sorry about that. It's all right. Sorry about that. It's Guinness. I like to savor it. Oh, man. Let me ask you this. Have you had problems getting Black Rifle Coffee into other sporting events because of, you know, being pro 2A and all yeah, that other shit? Yeah, we actually had uh, issues with the NFL. So, some people from the NFL came to us, including a couple of teams, right? Not just promotions or marketing companies, but actual teams came to us and then they said well after the after we did work like making proposals and stuff they told us well we can't really do that because we're worried about the gun thing or whatever which is i guess i get it right but we're not a gun company no we're, you're mil a coffee company, we're yeah. military veterans who appreciate the constitution right 
the end, right? That's where the conversation stops for us. Like yeah. we, we appreciate the Constitution. We love America. That's it. Because to me, like I, I, with your company, I think it'd be a great fit for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, me personally. Yeah, I, I think it would be good too. America's yeah. team, America's yeah. coffee. Yeah. Congratulations! Like yeah. this would be this I mean, would be an uh, awesome fit. Um, is it because of the word rifle in it? I think so. Yeah, I think it's the word rifle, which is kind of silly because you know, well, I'm not going to get into a debate about gun statistics and and everything, but. We can't be scared of words in this country. That's what, you know what I, I think. Mean? Yeah, we can't. We just can't be scared of words. I mean, we've we've done a good job, and Evan especially has done a very good job articulating what the phrase "black rifle" means to us. It's a life-saving tool us as first responder military people right. have used to protect our lives, to protect our friends' lives. Right. That's what it means to us, and it's what it meant to the uh, the framers of the nation. You know what I mean? So when people try to demonize certain words like that we just kind of roll our eyes to be honest like come on man yeah really do you really think we're out there like trying to promote gun violence don't be an idiot that's a really stupid conclusion to come to it really is well it's it's cool that it, at least the owner of the, the vegas knights is a veteran like because he had no issue whatsoever I no mean, fuck. absolutely they sought us out actually really yeah that's great yep uh anybody else that sought you guys out that you're like hey we really uh, want to get down came with? to us too yeah usc did too yep. Yep. what anybody from major league baseball at all uh, the Texas Rangers, yeah, we've been talking to them recently. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I like that organization. I mean, I'm I grew up a Nolan Ryan fan, right? Like I was a right-handed fastball thrower, so yeah. In the in the 80s and 90s, who else would you even think about? Roger Clemens, maybe, but he was a dick. So <laughs> Nolan Ryan was uh, he was just a Texan, you know what I mean? He was a there's a I actually read his autobiography. There's a great story about. Um, he was pitching in an all-star game or in a state final game in high school. And the first guy that came up to the plate threw a fastball and hit him and the ribs broke his ribs. The second guy, he threw a ball and hit it and broke his forearm. Really? But, I mean, Nolan Ryan probably, this was in before he went to the Mets in the 60s. So he was probably throwing in the high 90s already at that point. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't feel good. No, that guy, that guy was that. a fucking beast. I yeah. went to, uh, I did a movie in 2011, actually where I met my wife on, 50K and a Call Girl, and it was oh, uh, nice. about a guy dying of cancer and was doing bucket list stuff. Mm. One of the bucket list items was the World Series. Yeah. So we didn't know who was going to make it or be playing or any of that stuff, but we knew when we were shooting it that it was going to happen. Yeah. It ended up being the Texas Rangers. Yeah, cool. So that's we, we shot it illegally inside that stadium. Um, mm, whatever. And we... Uh, yeah, we got to we got to go to the game and, and do all that shit. It's a great stadium. The it fans is, yeah. are awesome there. It is, yeah. Uh, I just love Texas in general. Yeah, Texas is great, and uh, that organization is very patriotic, uh, very pro military. They they do so much stuff to help the military and veterans and stuff. We really like them. Yeah, I think that would be a, a really great fit. Yeah, all the way around. Um, how far is that from San Antonio? Are you are you are you relocated now in there? Yeah, I'm, I live in uh, San Antonio. Yeah, it's about four hours away, give or take, okay, to the stadium. Cool. It's not that far. Yeah, it's not that's not bad at all. No. Are uh, you happy to get out of Salt Lake City? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It sucks. I hated going there. It's the people are strange and the air quality sucks. Yeah. And the, the I get sick every every time I went yeah. there. I get sick. Um, I couldn't I, like it was some it was something weird like yeah it's the inversion and and now when I go back for like meetings or whatever I stay a couple of days and within 
Within 24 hours, I'm sick every time it's I go crazy, there. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's really bizarre. And look, you know, obviously Matt and all those guys in Evan are my best friends, and it's it's cool. But like, I was just like, hey, I mean, it was. It got down to the point where I was just like, yo, unless this is really important, like, yeah. I just don't want to come to Salt Lake City. San Antonio is nice, though, if you don't mind to humidity. But oh, you're, yeah, you're yeah. in North Look, Carolina. I, so I love Texas like, all the way around. Yeah. I used to go stay with those guys back in El Paso. Oh, yeah, that's So worse. I'm used to yeah. that fucking heat. I don't, I don't mind that yeah. over, over, like, Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, they have weird liquor laws and all that shit there, too, like yeah, in, in Utah. Very and, bizarre. Uh, I could just never, I, I could never get down on it. No, I don't. I don't like it. I'm glad we're gone. Yeah. So as it, look, as as Black Rifle continues to grow, um, who's your dream dude that you want to meet athlete-wise through all this shit? Um, like Dana White. I'd kill to have Dana on this show. One individual athlete. Yeah. You mean? Well, Dan, yeah. I mean, not that he's an athlete, but Dana would be great. Um, yeah, man. And just from the UFC world in general, Joe Rogan would be great too. To uh, have on the show, just the because best. he's such yeah. an interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, he's done a he's done such a good job of building a brand. I think having him on a show like Launch Code would be great just to talk about his methodology behind that because there's so he he was one of the first guys to take an integrated approach, meaning he worked with a major company in broadcast, but he also did his own media through right. YouTube and the podcast and all that stuff. So he didn't rely on one thing or the other. He built what I think is an empire Oh, and multiple channels. More than an empire. One of his invoices leaked to me because we had one of the uh, same sponsors. Yeah. It was mind-altering. I mean, it was like, it, it, like their sponsors are paying like 45 grand an, an episode. Yeah. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's pretty That crazy. guy's doing four or five shows a week. He's probably got six sponsors per show. Yeah. And it's like, man, I mean, he's raking and I know, I, I, I heard through the grapevine, Hollywood-wise, that they offered him, because Howard Stern's getting near the end here. Yeah. And uh, I heard they offered him the same deal, that $500 million for three years. And he was just like, no. And I was just like, wow, you're making that much that you can just say fuck off to that? That's the very definition of fuck you money. Yes. And it's, it's extremely impressive. And uh, look, I... He's the reason why we're doing this podcast. So yeah, like, for sure, yeah. I mean, I love what he does over there. Same. And, like, you know, I went back and watched his old shit, like, from episode one. Yeah. Uh, do you ever go back and watch his videos I love watching on the YouTube? old ones because it's like... Uh, Dude, it, it looks like he's, he's a lot more in a rant closet. Prone back then. Yeah. You but he looks I mean? like he's in a closet, a dark closet with, a, like, a shaky Blair Witch camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. But now it's... Uh, it's so very well. Like Jamie does a great job of producing his shit over there. Yeah. The way he cuts down the uh, the videos and puts them on YouTube by topic, and the way he sorts them from a marketing perspective, that dude is just knocking it the fuck out of the park over there. Oh yeah. Because I mean, I, God knows what he makes off of YouTube. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know right. The revenue off of YouTube's yeah. got to be disgusting. That's yeah. That's he he knows what he's doing clearly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's look, it's fun, man. Like I I do five shows a week. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's. I, I just enjoy doing podcasts. Like, yeah, it's fucking he, great. He's, he he actually talks about that. How it's uh, all the other business shit he does. It's all busy all day, and the podcast gives him the opportunity to sit around with his friends and just have a three-hour conversation every day. Yeah, you know and that's what I, mean? what I love about it too. Yeah. Where it's just like, all right, great, drinking bros twice a week. Yeah. I get to sit down with my best friends, rap about life, have some yeah. beers, fucking chill out. Uh, Ross Patterson Revolution. Hang out with my wife, talk shit, yeah. talk to celebrities. Like, it's rad. Um, I like, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm a big great. fan. And then we're, you know, we're we're possibly talking about doing a sports show in the fall. Yep. Partnering up with uh, 
Uh, we're not going to say which company it is yet, but uh, we might be adding a show yep. in the fall that's, you know, more or less like Joe Rogan's Fight Companion, um, but yeah. for sports. Sports focus, yeah. yeah. In the fall, I guess we'll be doing fantasy football stuff and just discussing what's going on. Yeah, football, yeah, yeah. football has turned into, it used to be like, uh, you know, manly men would sit around drinking beer, watching football on Sundays, and now it's like almost a reality show, right? Yeah. Like you're so, because of social media, you're so deeply involved in the players' day-to-day lives that it's not just what's happening on the field that's interesting, it's everything that's going on around it. Right. So there's so much, like there's the fantasy football angle, which is really, you know, fun to do, and you can actually make a lot of money doing that shit now on a day-to-day basis, but it's also so interesting to see the shit that's going on day-to-day. Uh, like there's so much drama surrounding everything, and well, there, and, I, and, I and really there is like a reality it. show every year, Hard Knocks. Yeah, Hard Knocks is great. Hard Knocks is awesome. They, uh, this year's the Cleveland Browns, by the way. Oh which shit! Is perfect. I mean, it's perfect theater because you got yeah. Baker Mayfield, that yeah. little cocksucker. Um, he's he's, uh, he's their quarterback. Uh, they they just picked up what Jarvis did you think Landry. About that, by the way, what did you think about the them drafting a quarterback again? Um, like when's the, the last time they needed a quarterback? It for won. sure, absolutely. It, it was just it wasn't Baker Mayfield. Like yeah. I don't understand. Like we because we I went to Ohio State. We we played Baker Mayfield yeah. uh, the last two years. So I got to see and I was at both games. Mm-hmm. I got to see him up close and personal. And uh, t- to me, he wasn't that impressive. And he's really fucking small. Yeah, he's small. That's always. There have been a number of quarterbacks in the NFL that have done well despite being small. Like. People, but they've been streaky. First of all, like Doug Flutie, for example. Yeah, a small but, guy. but they're, they're not Very like streaky. lifers. The only one that I can remember that's that's a lifer that's his size is Drew Brees. Yeah, and, Drew and everybody's going to go and you know talk about Drew Brees, but, but Baker Mayfield is not Drew Brees. That's what I think. And and when he throws the deep ball, he takes a crow hop. Yeah, and and you can't do like you look at Aaron Rodgers when he throws the deep ball. He throws it off his back foot first of all. Yeah, which is incredible. And Packers quarterbacks have a, a history of. Funky deliveries, right? Brett yeah. Favre was known for that pass across the field that always got intercepted. Um, but yeah, he Rogers throws that D ball from his back heel, and those other guys that throw the D ball well, they don't take crow hops. No, it's got to come out of your hand quickly. Right. Otherwise, you're telegraphing, and the, the free safety or strong safety comes over there and picks that ball off, right? Yeah, and I mean, look, I, I've seen video of, of Rogers throwing at seventy. Yeah. In a game. Yeah. Like, not in practice. Yeah. In a, in a fucking game where yep. you're just like, God damn, no crow hop, just whipping that thing. Imagine if he played for an organization that likes spending money. <sighs> Seriously. I, I, I don't know. What, I don't understand the Packers. You have arguably the greatest quarterback I, to me. I think of I, our I, generation. If you swap out. If you uh, put him in New England? Yes. Yeah. He, he th- wins 10 Super Bowls, I, yeah, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, Not Bra- to take anything away from Brady. He's a great quarterback. He's he's fine. It's just, you know. Statistically, he's the best ever y- yeah. at this point. But it's because, I, me, me personally, it's the coaches and all that other oh, yeah. shit. But Their uh, system is great. But, but I, I hate that cop-out that, well, he's just a great system quarterback. Because there have been some good systems that you put quarterbacks into and they fucking sucked, right? Yeah. So, no, not to take anything away from Brady, and I know there's a lot of Brady haters out there, but he's he is a fine quarterback, he very is. good. I, I, again, just, I, I hate Brady because he's just like the, I hate the whole TB12. I hate the fucking yeah. diet. Yeah. I hate uh, <laughs> you know um, him kissing his son on the mouth at 12 years old a little too long on the on the on the Facebook videos. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. Just yeah. Like, hey, is that you? Watch his reality show on, on Facebook. No, I can't watch that shit. Yeah. 
I mean, um, because it's him, right? Like a reality show is supposed to be reality. Yeah. And first of all, an NFL player's life is not reality. And secondly, Tom Brady's especially not reality, right? So That's no, weird, I'm not right? gonna watch that. But uh, I do. I definitely agree with you that if you put Aaron Rodgers on New England, that they win. Fuck you! Five, you put six, him on. Seven. You put him on uh, the Falcons. This these last three years. Yeah. Because I mean, you, you're you've got Julio Jones. They just <laughs> drafted Calvin Ridley, um, and then they got those running backs. Uh, you know. Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, it is. it would be lights fucking out. Yeah. Um, what I think the Packers should do is go after Des Bryant. I don't know why they haven't signed no him No one already. has signed Des Bryant at all. Like, no one. There's got to be something. I always wonder about the NFL owners and collusion, to be honest. Like, the whole thing, regardless of what you think about Kaepernick and how that went down, his stats still ranked him around the 16th best quarterback in the league, and they just fucking blackballed the shit out of him, yeah. right? Whether you agree with it or not, it's not the point. They definitely did that. There's well, no question about that. A, and it, it's because they didn't want the bad press, and that's totally understandable. It's a business. Yeah. I get it. But I wonder in other situations, like, do people say, like, hey, if you give Des Bryant a job, you're validating all the fucking cranky, crabby bullshit he's pulled over the years. Well, you know what I mean? Well, I, I look at it like Hollywood, where people get fired for – or blackballed uh, for, for being difficult to work with, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. So the knock on Des Bryant that I've heard behind the scenes is this. He's always late. He doesn't fucking practice hard. Um, and then when, ga- when, the ga- when the game is there, he turns it on and he's, and he's fucking great. But the rest of his bullshit throughout the week, the days, and the way he is like to, to other players on his own team, uh, that, that has gotten around. And they're like, hey, man. It's great that you're talented and all yeah. that shit. We just don't want to put up with your bullshit. Well, and, I, and I will say this. The, the Baltimore Ravens did offer him a multi-year oh yeah, did, contract. Yeah. So it wasn't I think it was around if, 8 mil a year or something like yeah, that, right? It, it wasn't, wasn't, a, it wasn't yeah. as if, you know, somebody didn't come a-knocking. But now, you know, with Brandon Marshall signing yesterday with the Seahawks for $2 million, I think that kind of sets the stage for you can get Des Bryant for fucking pennies now. Yeah. Um, and if I mean, you're the he, Green Bay Packers... Go out and get that motherfucker for $2 million. Yeah, Who cares? I, mean, I, w- I wonder if they go to a team. like The Packers have always taken, taken a lot of um, their GMs, historically, no matter who it's been, have always taken decisions like that down to the player level, particularly when you have a guy like Rodgers and you have guys like Clay Matthews on defense right. that are team like legit leaders of teams. And uh, it makes me wonder if, if – Rodgers or whomever it's it is or stars from other teams have been like, look, I don't want to work with that guy. I don't care R- what Rodgers said. He did want him. He did say that. He did, but okay. he said he goes, look, what I don't understand is because he's like, look, we w- I would love to has to have Des Bryant on my team. Why cut Jordy Nelson, who is the same talent as Des as Des Bryant, who already knows the system? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. To I don't me. understand that move. I don't either. I, so, I, I always wonder in those situations if there's something going on in the background that we just don't know about, maybe. I think with, with Jordy Nelson, I think Jordy's 33. Yeah, and he's been injury prone the last a, couple a of years. Yeah. He, he, and he's always getting concussions and shit like that. Yeah. He, he, look, he balls out and he goes hard. But I, I look at uh, Tom Brady when they took um, uh, Randy Moss that year and went yep. undefeated. That's it's the same type of vibe. Like I don't know why a New England or a, you and everybody know. was really reticent about that move. Like, oh, really, you're gonna bring Randy Moss over here to New England system? But he fucking killed it. But oh, it, it mean, the it best was, best yeah. statistical year of fuck almost any wide receiver. Yeah, ever he had more touchdowns, and then uh, Brady had the best statistical yep. quarterback year of all yeah, time. Yeah, he, like, he had 52 touchdowns uh, or some shit like that. That team was, that was a beast. crazy. Yeah, a fucking beast. And they lit up the regular season. Oh yeah, they really did. I well, mean. But the downside is, again, 
It's like that whole Iverson thing. Is the talent worth the attitude? Right? Because Iverson, everybody remembers the quote. Practice? Yeah, talking about practice? talking about practice? Because he didn't give a fuck about practice. And I guarantee you, even knowing what he knows today, if he came back into the league as a 21-year-old, he would still say that right now. Oh, I sure. guarantee you he would. Because yeah, that's yeah. who he is, right? So is it worth it? Uh, and, and say what you want about Larry Brown and his coaching style and shit, but they never really surrounded Iverson with enough talent to win. The fact no. that they made it to the finals against the Lakers that year was fucking incredible. Oh, it was, cra- it was crazy. Um, and I was living in L.A. that year. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Did you see any of those games? Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it was it was a blast to watch because it was, you know, Kobe going against Iverson. Yeah. And, like, every night was, was awesome. And Iverson made that three and then stepped over Teron Lue. Yeah. Great, Tyron Lewis is still moment. such a fucking bitch. To I don't me. like him. He looks him. so weird. He's, I think that's why he's the Cavs coach because they know they needed somebody that's a fucking bitch for well, LeBron they, to deal with. Yeah, because LeBron's the GM and the manager and the coach. He's everything. He's the fucking. He's like he's wiping up sweat off the court. Oh yeah, after the game. And you saw afterwards uh, after he just won the the Eastern Conference Finals. He didn't even look at the owner of the Cavs when he shook yeah, his he hand. Yeah. Um, I he mean, their, their hatred is, is clear. I think LeBron knows he's, they're about to get wiped the fuck out in this upcoming series, and he's going to leave and probably go to Houston. That's my guess. Well, since, since we are here in Vegas, I checked the spread before we started tonight's show. Yep. You know the opening spread is 12 and a 12 half and points? 12 and a half. What the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's, I haven't looked into this, but that's got to be some kind of record for a game one. I, for, I, a, for the four, yeah. first of all, no, no other team... No other two teams in sports history ever have met in the finals four consecutive seasons. Never. Like in the entire 1980s, the Celtics and Lakers only met three times. Right. Right? So, and there have been a couple of other instances of three consecutive. Um, or I'm sorry. Actually, the Lakers and Celtics didn't meet three consecutive. But there have been three consecutive meetings in the past. But they were in the 1960s, 50s, and then yeah. the 20s with the Yankees and Giants. Yeah, exactly. Like, way back in the day. This shit just doesn't happen. No. Right? Not at all. Um, and, like, I, it, my question is, because uh, after they lose, and they're, look, I think, I think the Cavs are going to get steamrolled. The, they the, just, there's no, I mean. The bet downstairs well, is, uh, the highest bet is uh, Warriors and four. The second highest bet is Warriors and five. I think Warriors in five, but you know what? He's got to have 60. LeBron James is an incredible athlete. He might be the most athletic person that any of us have ever seen. Like he just, was built that way, born was, that way. Yes, like sir, yes. He was blessed with that, and he also that body works type. Hard too. He does. I he mean, does. He's, he's a dick, and he his ego has caused him more Crazy. problems than, it's, than, yeah. than the benefit from that. But. Because you know that's why the, the last coach was shipped out oh, yeah, was because of sure. the, the LeBron tourage yeah. that he rolls around with, yep. which is him and his 13 buddies. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he – but who can put together all three of those elements, right? Who can have the natural physical talent, the hard work ethic, and the lack of ego? I mean, you have to have the right amount of ego. Chipper Jones used to call it necessary arrogance, right? My favorite, you know, it's my favorite player. I know. Mine too. Yeah. He used to call it necessary arrogance. Like, you have to be arrogant enough to know you're going to beat that motherfucker over there. Yeah. But not so arrogant that you don't care about your teammates. Exactly. Right? And I don't think LeBron's ever come to that realization. So you think he goes to Houston after this? Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, somebody's got to make a move to stop the Warriors. Even So they're going to go into this series with Iguodala hurt. 
Yep. And they're, they're off. And he's rhythm. out game one. So, yeah, he's so out game one. Iguodala's yeah. out game one. Uh, Kevin Love is out game one. Yep, concussion protocol still, yeah. So Iguodala's going to be out, which really fucks up their rotation. It ha- You saw it in the Houston series. So I, it's funny. I see everybody on ESPN talking about how the Warriors were lucky just because of how that series ended. But if is healthy during that whole series, none of that bullshit happens anyways, in my opinion. Right. Because they have that extra wing defender, and, and Clay Thompson's not picking up three fouls in the first quarter. Shit like that's just not happening. But anyways... Um, they're, the Warriors are rolling into the finals, and Iguodala is a little hobbled, and Curry is still a little off rhythm. Yeah, KD's been playing kind of soft lately, but they're still. I have there's zero doubt in my mind that they're going to win this in five games. I, I'm like, gonna I go, literally I, have no doubt. I'm going to say Warriors in four. I think they're going to sweep them. That's going to be done with. And then I've got a weird prediction about LeBron. I don't think he wants to fuck with the West. The West I think is he goes still to, too tough. I think he goes to Philadelphia. Philly. Philly's the second one. Can you imagine? That's, that's my weird prediction. Embiid, Simmons, and LeBron James. Uh, like, that would be an incredible team because you're going to have to deal with Hayward and Kyrie back healthy on the on the Celtics next year. Yeah, but they're, Hayward played four minutes of one game. Right. So it's basically like the 2018 season all over for them. They, yeah. have, they have to find their selves, themselves as a team. You know what I mean? It's I, and I, think I don't I, I don't worry about the Celtics next year to be honest. I, I think they're all right. I think it'll be. Uh, I think LeBron goes to, to Philly. That's my prediction. Because um, I don't think he wants to fuck with all those great teams in the West. It's too hard. And he's what? He's going to be thirty four next year. Yeah. He's got <clears throat> God. If he's lucky, three years left. Kobe really started breaking down around thirty five. Yeah. I mean, he was. And, and he hasn't they, they paid came into nearly as many age. minutes as LeBron has in his career. No, but he also didn't have. LeBron's body. True. I think there is uh, there's definitely going to be a diminishing return at some point, but we sure as fuck haven't seen it yet. No. I mean, he looks like actually. Don't get me wrong. In this last series, he looked a little tired at the end of it. Um, but playing the minutes he's playing, like 43 minutes a game. Well, and, they put look. They put the stats up the other day. The only he's tied with Jordan. Uh, actually, his numbers are better than Jordan's 92 series yeah. as the best conference. You know. Uh, best uh, NBA playoffs yep. statistics of all time, and it's like shit. Uh, yeah, at 33, it's crazy. And like yeah. after that game, he was wrapped up like a fucking mummy yeah. in ice. Yeah. Where you were just like, Jesus, man, yeah. how are you still able to to walk at this point? I have no idea. The amount of minutes he's played is. I mean, think about. We we always talk about this in um, in sports in a passive way, but nobody really. They've been in four consecutive finals together, these two teams. Right. This will be four consecutive. That means they've played at a minimum 25 more games per season than everybody else in the league. Oh, yeah. Right? That's 100 games over four years. Yeah. That's a full NBA season plus a quarter of a season over the past four years that they'll have played by the end of the series. And LeBron's that's played in eight crazy. straight. Like, and he's Jesus been in eight Christ. Straight. Yeah. So that's I mean, there, there's no rest for the wicked on that. Any, any other player in the last eight years has played. Yeah. He's played 200 more games, give or take. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, man. It's that's insanity, that's man. like two and a half seasons, almost three. So the fact that he's still doing what he's doing is crazy to me. I think, honestly, I give LeBron one game. I always give him one game. Like, he, that dude can win a game by himself. He can. But he can't win four. No, no fucking way. No, no. He would he, have to play out of his mind for four games at, to do that, and I just – I don't. we've never seen anything like that before. Even KD last year, he averaged, what, 35 and 9 last year yeah. in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Even if LeBron did that, that wouldn't be enough. No. He has to average 40 to 45 
yep. and almost a triple double probably just to, to win and, that and series. just keep shooting and he has to have big help from one of the guys that hasn't been given him big help uh, right. Jay- Jason Terry from uh, he plays on the Dallas Mavericks now, but um, he had an interesting take the other day where he said, uh, "I think he goes if, if LeBron was somehow able to pull this off and win this championship, which would be the greatest feat of all time, I, the, I think it would be yes, um, absolutely." He said, "He said he thinks LeBron walks away and retires after that." I would. Why not? You're the richest dude in sports history. Yeah. Well, not yet. He he won't. He'll pass Jordan at some point for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Like for probably sure. in the next couple of years, just based on that lifetime Nike contract he signed and some of the well, other and, media deals. And with deals. the moves he's making in, in producing, like yeah, yeah. Uh, with his production company, because they're remaking Space Jam two. I don't yeah. know. Or not remaking it, but doing yeah, a sequel, yeah. and he's gonna be the Jordan character in it. Um, and he's involved in a lot of fucking movies now behind the scenes. Yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, so I, I yeah, I, I think when it's all said and done, he'll he, probably be the you know third richest athlete of all time. You still got Magic Johnson, who yeah, he's is untouchable he, business wise. He's, he's benefited from some of the ownership groups he's a part of that have divested and made him very very wealthy. I don't I don't even know how much money he's worth now, to be honest. Who I'm LeBron? Sh- no, uh, Magic. Oh it's boy, a, it's 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 above a billion. For uh, sure. It's crazy because living in L.A. He's got movie theaters, Magic Johnson yeah. movie theaters. He's got Applebee's, like Magic Johnson Applebee's, like shit that you would never think of where you're like, oh, you have this? What do you think the chances are LeBron walks away if he wins? I, 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 I say none altogether just because I think he's got three years left and that money is too much left on the table. What's he making, 35? Yeah, and, and it's, you know, they're still going to offer him that. I don't know how you walk away from $100 million and uh and and the fame aspect of it yeah like i i did um uh i, I wrote this movie a long time ago for, for ashton kutcher right mm-hmm. and the reason why i bring this up is uh, ashton kutcher took all of his money can we have two more uh, irish car bombs yes patty yes thank you so much ashton kutcher is the one of the richest yeah he owns part of is. uber nobody knows this no no, no one know knows any of this. He put all of his money in one of these angel investment firms. Yeah. So he, he owns Uber. Like he, he owns a significant portion of Uber, yes. Yes. And so when him and uh, Demi Moore got divorced, she was asking for yeah. support. And I was like, yo, yeah, what? what? The hell, yeah. And he didn't want that number to get out in the press. Yeah. But at the time, he was worth about $400 million, And yeah. I was just like, wait, what? The only other actor who was like that was uh, Ryan Reynolds, who put a bunch of money in the Napster way back in the day. Yeah. And uh, made a shit ton. Um, but, like, Ashton Kutcher yeah. is one of those people who, even though as rich as he is, he still does TV shows and all that shit. He's doing a straight-to-Netflix series yes. right now. The, the Ranch. The Ranch, yeah. But it's, it's to stay famous enough and relevant enough to when you go to these parties and these mixers and all of this shit, mm. it's enough of a, a name and a face and a brand and all that stuff that people will give you more money for the other shit you want to do. Yeah. And I look at LeBron the same way where... I think the more he keeps playing basketball and stays visible for three more years, mm-hmm. he'll make that much more off the court. Yeah. And I think all of that all the way around is, is too lucrative to walk away so from. So what's his transition then? Is it because I don't think he disappears from sports into media. I think he stays in sports somehow. I don't see him as a coach, though. I just don't see that. I, I, see, I see him, him going into movies like GM, Kobe. Maybe. You think so? I do. Yeah. You don't see him as an owner GM type? I do. To be an owner of GM, it, it takes so much money now yeah. that, you know, uh, uh, recently the Carolina Panthers, which is my home state, yep. uh, Diddy 
you know, Puff Daddy and those yep. fucking guys uh, tried to put together a bid for that. They were nowhere close to it. Like, you know, a guy walked in with $2.2 billion, plunked it down, and just said, great, I'm, I'm buying the team. And it blew all the offers out of the, out of the water. Yeah. And, like, as much as LeBron has made, or, you know, you take a Jay-Z who invested in uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Um, Nets, Nets yeah. He had, what, 1% or, you know, 2% of the team or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it wasn't like, much. It, it, it takes billions, not millions, to do it. And LeBron is, you know... As rich as he is, he's probably a six, seven hundred million dollar guy. Whereas an NBA franchise, yeah, it's two billion right yeah. now. Yeah, you need a, you need two billion. So you got to yeah. go in with a bunch of other people. Yeah. And you're obviously not putting all your own money into that. So no, fuck no. It would be it would be tough. Um, he's got a great basketball mind. I have you ever seen him announce? Because he, he yeah. did one of the All Star. I mean, games. it's clear just watch him play the way he sees the court. A guy that sees the court like that is going to be able to articulate what he's doing. Yeah. Like, I would love to see somebody like, remember Jay Will, Jason Williams? I'd love to see him do announcing. Yeah. Because he talks like an idiot, but he knows the game like people just don't know the game. You know what I mean? It would yeah. Be like, what's the guy's name um, from the formerly of the Cubs and now the White Sox? Steve Stone, the announcer. Yeah, Steve Stone. He just, like, he was a relief pitcher. Never yeah. did shit in the major leagues, but. Rick Sutcliffe does Sutcliffe, all the Sunday yeah, night games yeah. for. Uh, oh, Sutcliffe was actually a really good pitcher. Game. He was great, but, like, he's an even better announcer, so, so much yeah. so that it, you, you almost forget how great of a baseball player yeah, exactly, he was. Exactly, yeah. And that's, um, that's, that's a real compliment to Sutcliffe's announcing ability because he was a great pitcher. And, uh, but you look, I, at, you look I, at the current crop of uh, guys calling games now, it's, you know. Van Gun- Jeff Van Gundy. I don't Gundy, give a fuck I, about I Mark Jackson. Get the oh fuck out of here, Mark Jackson. Hate please. Mark Jackson. Uh, like Re- he is the most boring announcer of all time. Reggie Miller, I could do without. I could do without uh, Chris Webber too. Chris, Chris Webber is always trying to make. He's he's like trying to be a one-liner guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, if you get that one catchphrase, that's yeah. your thing. Like Mark yeah. Jackson, Mama, there goes that man again. Yeah. And you're just like, all right. Yeah. Cool. I've I've heard it now enough. Yeah. Like, come up with he's some still, other ones. He's still busy trying to take credit for the Warriors' defense. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, come yeah. on, Kerr. Kerr. Four years he later, he's still Popovich taking credit over. for the yeah. Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. I think Popovich actually gets most of the credit for that. Yeah. For training Steve Kerr, to be honest. But anyways, uh, I like Van Gundy. I like that he's a dick. I think that's funny. Um, <laughs> I hate him and his fucking brother. Oh, I hate Stan. I hate both of Van Gundy's. When his car got blown off the jetway, his Toyota yeah, Corolla, a, that, that was, was one of the greatest yeah. moments of my life. Where I was like, God, that guy's a fucking dipshit. He is a dick, but I like Jeff because yeah. he's a dick. You know what I mean? Like, right. I want to hear him talking shit. Um, I, to me, but, it's like that that like racist uncle at Thanksgiving yeah. who just says shit, and you're yeah. like, Man, are you even yeah. um, t- like thinking before you're speaking? Like that's that's yeah. Jeff Van Gundy to me. The problem, the without problem the racism, I see, like with TNT right now, is that um, Barkley and Shaq and uh, Ernie and uh, and uh, Kenny, the Kenny yeah. and Kenny are just so much more entertaining than the guys calling the game. Like they, they just outshot. Like I'm waiting for halftime to hear what Same. they have to say. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. And I don't want to do that. I want to hear it in the game. That's why I listen to the game. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of theirs. Thank you so much, Patty. Thank you. We're on we're on Car Bomb Two here, right before Game Two. Game Two of the Vegas Knights. Here we go. We got a we get a picture of this, Michelle. All right, hold on. Hang on. Car bombing it. Car bombing it. Shirt cocking it. Have you seen Deadpool yet? By the way. Uh, the site the sequel. Yes. No, I haven't go seen. Go see it. I, is it good? Yes. All right. Here we go. All right, hold on. Uh, go straight up and down for for uh, Instagram. 
Ah, oh, you can fit it. You can fit it. Because we're going to post this on our on our Drinking Bros Instagram and Facebook page to let you know we really are doing Irish car bombs. Like, this is real. Oh, yeah. Two, three. Boom. Let's go. Let's do it. There we go. Who got it? Who won that? Who won that competition? I don't know, evidence, evidence. All right. We'll let the fans decide. Who yeah, won we'll that let one. the fans decide. We'll let the people decide when we post this uh, tonight. Um, man, I appreciate you doing the show. Absolutely. It, yeah. it's, it's that time where we get to the drinking bro of the week. I'm going to give it to you. Is there somebody you'd like to give it drinking bro of the week? Uh, you know what? My drinking bro of the week will be Derek Whita. He just found out, and it's been a long road for he and his wife, Stacy. Uh, they're both veterans, and finally they're pregnant. Yes. And. That, that was announced yesterday, I believe, and Derek's one of my good friends. I've known him for a decade now, and he's uh, been through a journey. A lot of you guys have seen his journey in real time. Yeah. And uh, he's doing great right now, and I just really love that dude, and I'm glad he's doing well. So, drink your bro of the week, Derek. Hell Lido. yeah, man. I Look, I took him to game one. Yep. Um, and it was – he's one of just the most genuine, Absolutely, great people yeah. to fucking hang out with. He's been on the show a few times, both podcasts. And he's just an awesome fucking dude. Yeah, he's a great dude. All the way around. Yep. And uh, his mom was out here. Everybody was was out here yep. waiting for the news and everything. And, um, yeah, super stoked for him and his wife. Absolutely, yeah. yeah uh, great people. That's great, man. Well, cheers, man. Uh, good luck uh, on the at the game tonight. Yeah, we're going to do it. And uh, Black Rifle Coffee. God it's very it. good, yeah. Doing it everywhere. I, I enjoy drinking it. It, but but you and get, the, get, you get awesome tickets. I do get awesome tickets, yes. Your seats tonight are fucking dope. My seats are good, and I'll be one of, like, 50 people watching The Contender in live. Oh, uh, that's great. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dude, I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, for Dan, I am Ross Patterson. We're the Drinking Bros. Good night, everybody.